Welcome to the Jumpstart Your Instructional Design Career Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping new and aspiring instructional designers get the knowledge, skills, and confidence to stand out in the field and land their first corporate instructional design job. I'm your host, Jill Davidian, and think of this podcast as a way to put my over 20 years of corporate ID experience in your back pocket. I've helped over 500 new instructional designers successfully transition into the field, and I know what hiring managers are looking for. Whether you're looking for a career change and exploring if instructional design is right for you, or you know you want to become an ID and have no idea how to get started, you are in the right place. Join me each week for actionable guidance as we explore how to build your portfolio, transform your resume, and interview with confidence. Welcome back to Jumpstart Your Instructional Design Career. In this episode, we're going to be talking about choosing a topic for your first sample that's going to go into your portfolio. In order to transition into instructional design, one of the non-negotiables is that you will need to have a portfolio. It's going to be really hard to get an instructional design job with that one. So creating a portfolio may seem daunting, but if you think about it, it's actually a privilege because you get to showcase to potential employers what you can do even if you're new. Not every job gives you that opportunity. Say you were going to become a nurse. You wouldn't have a portfolio to showcase what you can do as a nurse. And so if you're brand new, they just have to give you a chance. In this case, you can actually show them what you can do, which is kind of cool. And it gives you an opportunity to stand out. Now, what I don't want you to do is dump everything you did or have done in your current or former career into your portfolio. That means if you're an educator, don't put education-related samples in your portfolio if you want a corporate instructional design job. Why, you may ask? Because you have to create a portfolio for the job you want, not the job you're currently in. Potential employers have to know that you can do the job they have for you, which is different than what you're currently doing. Well, you may ask, how do I create a portfolio then? Because all I have is the work I've already done. This is where you're going to have to create samples from scratch. Think of them like mock-ups showing what you can do. They're likely not going to be for a real company or a real client, but they will showcase your skills. And that's what's important. It may seem difficult to create samples for a made-up company, but it's really important to getting that instructional design job. Since much of what we do as corporate instructional designers is focused on e-learning, e-learning samples are going to be the most important part of your portfolio. There are other things that need to be in your portfolio, but we're not going to talk about those today. E-learning is completely asynchronous and is usually developed in an e-learning authoring tool like Articulate Storyline or Articulate Rise. Preferably, it's one of those two tools because those are the two that are used most in the field. Now, in order to develop your samples in these tools, you can get a 30-day free trial to Articulate 360, but make sure you don't get it until you're ready to hit the ground running because you're going to have to hustle to get it done in those 30 days. It's really not enough time, but it can be done. When there is a will, there's a way, right? So you know you need to develop an e-learning sample in Storyline Rise, but on what? That brings us to the main topic for today's episode, which is choosing a topic. Believe it or not, the topic you choose can make or break whether you get hired. It's also one of the hardest things to do. I've seen people spin their wheels for weeks, unable to choose a topic and move forward. If you don't choose a topic, you don't create your sample, which means your portfolio is bare or doesn't exist. And that means it's going to be really difficult to get a job. So let's get over that hump. So first, don't pick an education-related topic, period. 
I said earlier, I don't want you to dump education-related samples into your portfolio, so things that you have done in the classroom if you are an educator. If you're not an educator, this doesn't apply to you. But even if you create a new sample, don't pick something that's education-related. It shouldn't be anything that can be used in a school, even if it's professional development, even if it was meant for adults. While professional development isn't as bad as choosing a topic that's geared towards students, it's really not ideal. You're really doing this purposefully for the job you want, not the job you have. And really, they're so used to educators throwing education-related samples, whether it's from past work or things that they've generated into their portfolios, that employers, especially corporate employers, are getting really tired of seeing it. And you want to stand out. Next, make sure that your audience are adults. That's an easy one, but it definitely needs to be said. So now you know that you need to create your sample for adults and you can't use an education-related topic because you really want to make sure that you stand out and design for the job that you're getting. So what can you use? You have a few choices, and honestly, you may end up using more than one because you really should be creating more than one sample. I really recommend that you have at least two storyline samples and one to two rise samples for your portfolio. Remember, these samples are to teach the learner something. So you're going to teach them a skill, or they're going to learn something new at the end of this module. Now, the first category that we're going to talk about is hobbies. So think about what you enjoy. It could be gardening, cooking, taking care of a certain type of pet, skiing, sewing, any kind of hobby that you're into, or anything that you enjoy doing. Now, you may think, well, this topic is not corporate related. Why would I do something on this topic? Well, the thing is that corporate employers really just want to see that you're able to teach a certain skill. And so even skiing or something like that can be turned into a corporate related topic. For example, you could create a sample for first time skiers at a ski resort and the ski resort could be your fake client. You don't necessarily have to have a fake client for every sample, but if you want to take it a step further, you could do that. And now skiing becomes a corporate topic. Now, the thing about creating hobby-related samples is that they are geared towards adults and they are not education-related. And so we really want to get out of this box of being labeled as an educator who only knows how to do education-related things. And so that's why hobbies actually work because they're getting outside of that box. You want to stand out. You don't want to be like all the educators who are putting education-related topics into their portfolio if you are, in fact, an educator. Like I said, if you're not an educator, this doesn't apply. But anyone can create a hobby-related sample. Now, the other type of sample that you can create is on a corporate-related topic that's pretty generic, so it can't be tied back to any one company. It's not something that's using a particular company's proprietary information or anything like that. So think ergonomics, working from home, phishing scams, and the email kind of phishing scams, not the kind with water, customer service, maybe how to provide good customer service in a restaurant for service staff, or maybe some kind of sales module. You could also teach a skill in a software tool you're familiar with, like even something simple like Adobe PDF. You could do a training on soft skills like interpersonal communication, giving performance feedback for managers, receiving feedback. You can also Google corporate training topics to get even more ideas. Now, if you're going to have multiple samples in your portfolio, which I highly recommend that you do, you could have one that is more corporate facing and then one that's a hobby and one that's something else. And you can kind of go 
in different directions, but I would definitely choose one that's more corporate facing. Another avenue to consider is if there is a cause you are involved in or really passionate about that you want to create a sample around to bring awareness or to talk about a certain topic. It could be diversity and inclusion. It could be how to work with certain types of people. It could be on how to deal with certain medical issues or how someone can detect if they might have a certain medical issue that they need to get checked. I had one of my students in my program do one on how to become a surrogate. I had another one on how to diagnose PCOS. The opportunities really are endless. You could also create a training for a volunteer organization that you're a part of or find a nonprofit that you could work with to create a course. Now, this could be a training that could be used for the volunteer organization, but maybe you're not actually using it for them. So you're kind of using them as your fake client. You're not putting anything proprietary into the sample, or you could actually ask them and see if you could create a sample for them. And then you have a quote unquote real client, which is actually really cool. I had a student create one for a farm that she volunteered at. And I had another one create one for a local recycling center in the area. And I believe those organizations actually use the samples for their staff, which is really cool. You could also create a sample on an everyday activity that people may or may not know how to do. For example, changing a tire, changing oil in a car, etc. You really can be creative with what you create your sample on. And as I said, you may want to pick a couple of these. You definitely want to diversify. For example, don't create three samples on hobbies. And as I said, one should be a more corporate facing topic. If you're still struggling with coming up with a topic, there is a website that puts out random topics for this purpose, and it's a great way to generate some ideas. It's called godesignsomething.co, and I'll have a link to it in my show notes. Now, remember that your e-learning module needs to be short. It isn't designed to teach everything someone needs to know about a topic. For example, with the skiing idea, you might create a sample for things that first-time skiers need to know. It's not going to be everything that a skier needs to know about the sport because that can't fit into one sample. If you're creating a sample on gardening, I would pick one type of plant or flower. If on how to take care of pets, I would pick like one breed of dog. And even then, be clear on what your learning objectives are. What do you want them to know or be able to do at the end of this module? Because it can't be everything about the topic. Write your learning objectives first because that will help you focus in on how to narrow down your content when you feel like you're including too much, and this happens very often. If you're designing this for storyline, it should be about 20 to 25 slides long, and will include a title slide, a navigation slide, an objective slide, and an assessment. If it's for RISE, which isn't measured in slides, I would stick to about three to four subtopics within the wider topic you've chosen. Hopefully that gives you some ideas on where to start in choosing the topic for your first sample so you don't get stuck in paralysis mode and can take action. Now your homework is to spend about 15 minutes thinking about what your topic will be and nail it down before you go anywhere and continue with your day. Thanks for tuning in to the Jumpstart Your Instructional Design Career podcast. I hope you've gained valuable insights that will help you on your instructional design journey. Did you have a moment of clarity? Maybe you have some additional questions. Let's discuss in my Facebook group, which can be found in the description below and in the show notes at learningstrategyanddesign.com slash podcast. If you love the show and want to hear more, follow the podcast and give me a rating and review. Let me know if there's a specific topic you'd like me to cover or a guest you'd like me to have on the show. You can also check out more resources for breaking into instructional design on my website, learningstrategyanddesign.com. Stay tuned next week as I bring you more tips, tools, and strategies to jumpstart your instructional design career.